San Francisco's got it. The scoreless streak continues in the second half. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you. We've got B-Rad Spielberger with us, Joe <laughs> Football Focus. I like that, B-Rad. It's catchy. He might not like it, yep. though. Um, yeah, we... We were talking during the break. I don't know how. It, oh, I know how it came up because I was talking about a nickname a guy gave himself in college, and his name was Brad. Um, so you, <laughs> it was. You said it was bad timing for you in college, uh, being named B Rat. Was that Malibu's most wanted? Malibu's most wanted shot. Oh my that god, one, that one stuck for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah, so my bad. Yeah, I get A-A-Ron all the time, and I don't even spell my name that way. But it it just, you know, uh, people still like to do it. So it's fine. I'm <laughs> cool with it. All right, Brad, a signature win for Trevor Lawrence. This is the third game in a row in which he's completed more than 70% of his passes, had a passer rating more than 100 for the first time in his two-year career so far. How would you assess his development, and how do you rate Trevor Lawrence now moving forward? huge game for him to have we've kind of been nitpicking him a little bit and think his anointing was a little bit early and, and a bit premature but he made a bunch of big big throws in this game on money downs the touchdown on fourth down was a hell of a throw the two-point conversion at the end of the game was a nice throw he was playing really really good football and i think this bye week for jacksonville was perfectly timed he was showing the flashes obviously he's a talented guy but i think putting it all together limiting the mistakes and the big thing why i bet on them and like them in this game they were just so bad in the red zone. Between the 20s, they were a top 10 offense in paper play. They just could not finish down in the red zone. And I think we're seeing the positive regression there. And if he keeps playing like this, I mean, this is getting ahead of ourselves. But AFC South 2023 future, the minute it comes out, I'm betting on the Jaguars. They have a bunch of one-score losses this season. Six of their seven losses are by one score. They're going to be a good football team next year. I know our executive producer, Paul Aspen, will be in on that. I'll be in on that as well. Yeah, it feels like over the last three games, he has certainly really turned it on. No picks for Lawrence. And speaking of a game where two-point conversion ends up winning it, uh, let's go to the Chargers-Cardinals as well. Because, oh, uh, oh, quite a different reaction. Because if either of those games uh, where the coach goes for it, if they end up being losses, that is the lead, and they're getting torched. Instead, n not as many people are talking about it. Um, wh what did you think about Chargers, Cardinals, Cliff on the way out? You know, you've got D-Hop and Hollywood Brown together for the first time. It felt like they should have scored, or they were scoring more than 24 points. But another Cardinals lost. They're 4-8 and eight on the year. Staley going for it. C can we see the Chargers turn it on? They're now above 500. Do they qualify as, as a sneaky team that uh, getting healthy, especially with the the offensive weapons that you don't want to face in the early rounds of the AFC playoffs? Yeah. So first week in NFL history where two teams won on two point conversions in the last you know thirty seconds of a game. So that was pretty cool. And Staley does get a ton of flack. I think it was a great week for a lot of the aggressive play callers. Dan Campbell did kind of lose the game for the Lions with his clock management at the end. But if he didn't go for a bunch of fourth downs early and score touchdowns on those drives. Buffalo kind of would have, would have pulled away earlier than they did. So 
Yeah, the Chargers are a team that should put fear into opponents. I mean, they lost a ton of players. Their defense is still fairly soft. But if they have Keenan Williams, Mike Will, or Keenan Allen, excuse me, Mike Williams, and now this this version of Josh Palmer that's gotten better as the years gone on, benefited from being the number one receiver. Josh Justin Herbert likes Gerald Everett a lot too, the tight end who's been hurt for the last couple of weeks, but is back now. And of course, Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler. So they're a team that. If the game's a high-scoring shootout, like, you don't want that because Herbert can come from behind. He is a clutch quarterback that can make those big throws late in games. He did it again yesterday. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Brad, what do the Jets do now with their quarterback situation? Mike White has a big game, but as Joe O pointed out, I mean, they really put him in a great position to succeed against that terrible Bears defense. So, But what do you think they do moving forward? Yeah, so I had boots on the ground. I was at MetLife for this game, which was a regrettable wow. choice for many different reasons. Yes, uh, you know, Joe, there to support our Bears. Of course, we're sitting in the parking lot. We already hear it's not Justin Fields. Then it was Nathan Peterman for half an hour. I, I poured a fresh cocktail when that news came out. But somehow <laughs> it was back to Trevor Sibia. But anyway, there were Mike White chants throughout the entire game. I am not kidding. First quarter of the game, they're chanting Mike White. The guy behind us was talking if, if Zach Wilson should go to Carolina or I forget the second team, which was a better trade option for Zach Wilson. So all jokes aside, I think you have to stick with him. He did not push the ball downfield. The rain was pretty consistent. Garrett Wilson was making awesome plays with his legs after the catch. But I think you just – that's how good this defense is. That's all you really need is get the ball to your playmakers in space. Elijah Moore scores his first touchdown of the season. I'm sure he's ecstatic to have a quarterback that can just get him the ball on time. I think you have to ride it out with Mike White. I know it's kind of a lost season if you don't see what you have in the number two overall pick from just last year, but this team is too good. This locker room is too engaged. I, I don't think you can bench Mike White. Look, he had some awful showings after his Cincinnati game last year, so maybe the wheels fall off. I think the Bears' defense is a bottom five defense in the NFL on paper, maybe, number, maybe mm -hmm. dead last. No Kyler Gordon, no Jaquan Brisker. Eddie Jackson gets hurt in the game. Um, on, on Garrett Wilson's touchdown, he ran right by him because Jackson was laying on the field. So you got to let it continue, but I, I don't know if it will continue the way it did, you know, for Mike White. Yeah, CLV didn't really matter uh, if you jumped on the Jets midweek at minus four and a half. Thing closes at some spots. I saw it get up to eight after the Peterman news came out, which this is crazy. I mean, we were having the conversation earlier about NFL in bed with all these sports betting companies and, and they're not giving us clarity. The game's starting. We don't know who's playing quarterback for the Bears. Like that's, that's just insane to me. Um, Bears Packers next week. Hey, we'll go back to what happened yesterday, but Bears Packers. Are we going to see Jordan Love against Trevor Simeon? I think we're definitely going to see Jordan. I'd be more confident we see Jordan Love than we see Trevor Simeon. Like I think Fields could mm -hmm. have played in this game in, in New York. I think the weather, I think the defensive line matchup where the Jets are second for us in pressure percentage, have a great defensive front, obviously have a good secondary as well, um, is different than, you know, a soft Packers defense that got beaten up again last night. So, I don't know. I mean, I think you still do want to see what you have in Justin Fields, but they're now picking second overall. They need to lose a lot of games because their strength of schedule is working against them with some of the other bad mm -hmm. teams, the Rams, the Broncos. Uh, the Saints, like they all would be a jump ahead of the Bears if they lose more games. So I don't know. But I, I don't see if you're the Packers, I think there's no reason not to play Jordan Love. I had some nice balls last night. 
apparently in practice his teammates and maybe this is just them being nice but they say that he's come a long way and looks really good and has a better grasp of what's happening you know in an NFL game but you have to right because Rodgers is a legitimate trade candidate this offseason you don't know where what he what he wants to do and you almost give yourself leverage and then last piece his fifth year option is due this offseason right so what if you do let him play seven eight games and he plays good enough that you say okay, we'll pick up the option and bide our time and go from there. I think you have to stick with Jordan Love. Got to give credit where credit's due. You were higher on the commanders more, most, you know, more than others on this show, including myself. I'm here in Washington. But now with Heineke, I mean, they notched their seventh win by beating the Falcons. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? It's crazy. I can't believe they're favored against the Giants. I almost think it's a bit of an overcorrection. You know, Giants had the backdoor cover against Dallas, and they do have a ton of injuries, their entire offensive line. But one of that opened as Commanders minus one and a half, obviously a small spread. But now, now I almost think it's gone too far. I, I do, though. I think they can make the playoffs, no question, because I think they can beat the Giants one or both of these, these games they have against them. They have a couple other easy games, I want to say. It does end tougher. Their schedule at the end of the year is very difficult. Um, but – Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see them as a wild card, and and you know Heineke's not going to scare me. But that defense, that that front seven can play with anyone, and Chase Young still has not even made his his debut this season. You're talking about AFC South earlier. All right, I feel like this is a weekly thing, but I, I'm waiting for Tampa to take off. Like you're set up to take off again. Now you're coming off the bye after after a good win and and nothing yesterday. They end up losing in overtime. Who's going to win the NFC South? It's still going to be them, and they might be, you know, 8-9 and nine or whatever the case may be. They're going to be a very, very bad home hosting a playoff game because, look, the Falcons lost again. Carolina, well, I guess Sammy Darnold maybe makes a push. Uh, no, all jokes aside, you know, the Saints did got <laughs> shut out yesterday. Yes, a good defense in San Francisco. But, no, it's still going to be the Bucks. but I was let down as well. It was a weather game in Cleveland. There was 20-plus mile-hour wins. There was rain, but still – they had to win that game. I mean, to let them score on fourth and 10 to David and Joku over the middle there, they lose oh. Anton Winfield to an injury. He's an important player, a top five safety for us. Yeah, they're just not a very good football Werf's, team. Which works too, right? And right. Worf's got, yeah, yeah. Drew, good call. Got carted out of there. It sounds like it's not like a season ending injury, but you don't want to miss him for any amount of time. He's a top five graded tackle for us too. So, yeah, they're just not as good of a football team as I think we all thought they were going to be. Yeah, I bet the Falcons to win that division. It's not looking good, but you can still find them at 7-1. to They both did lose, so who knows. Um, let's take a look at tonight, Monday Night Football. Steelers, two-and-a-half-point dogs at the Colts. The total at 39-and-a-half. Do you like a side, the total, or are you looking at props here tonight, Brad? Yep, so we have our, our luck of the week was a teaser with Pittsburgh and the Tennessee Titans, so we need a second leg to close. I lean Pittsburgh, and any play you want to make, maybe if you want to tease them with the you know Jaguars this week or, or another team you like this upcoming week, but they are ninth in EPA per rush allowed and fourth in rushing success rate allowed, so a very good run defense this year, which is big for them. They were awful against the run, but you bring in Larry Ogunjobi, you get better play at linebacker with Miles Jack, and it's been huge for them, and so I think that could limit the Colts. And then if they're trying to throw the football, T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward are going to kill Matt Ryan. He might not make it through the game if they're trying to drop back and throw a bunch of passes. So I would lean towards Pittsburgh. It, you know, at a field goal is better. Now that it's below a field goal, it's a tough bet by itself, but potentially teasing that number. And then, you know, if you do want to get into the prop market a little bit, 
I think Jonathan Taylor still, even though I mentioned the running defense, they're going to feed the guy. I think he's going to get a ton of carries. You can get over 19 and a half carries in this game. I just think they're going to try to do as much as they can to limit T.J. Watt teeing off, putting his ears back, and just rushing Matt Ryan. They have to, right? So I think they're going to run the ball a ton. It'll be a close game, so the game script won't make them pass at any point, and I think they'll just feed him all day long. I can't believe we're already at week 13. We're, we're staring at week 13 lines here already, Brad. Any uh, early looks that uh, you gave out on the show that, that you're thinking, jump in right now. Yep. So, Aaron, you mentioned your, your Falcons. They're only minus one and a half this next week. I think that is uh, a, a too short. It, it would be against Pittsburgh, so I guess we'll see how this game goes for Pittsburgh. But I think if you can bet it now under a field goal, it's probably a good bet. So that is one. And then uh, Seattle right now is minus four and a half against the Rams. We just don't know who's going to play for the Rams, whether it's Stafford. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to play in that game. Sounds like he could have a season-ending injury. Uh, so that one's intriguing. And then lastly, I mentioned, I love a teaser with the Jaguars. They're plus one and a half at Detroit. Tease them to over over a touchdown um, with, I had the Raiders. The, the Chargers should not be laying two and a half points on the road against the Raiders. Yes, they won yesterday, but, you know, I think they might win that game. But if I can get the Raiders at the plus eight and a half, I, I like that bet as well. What about Thursday night football, Bills at Patriots? The Bills still have quite a few uh, division games to play. Um, who do you like in this one? Yeah, so look, if Gregory Rousseau still can't play, because I'm, I'm sure Von Miller is not going to play, if they don't have both of those guys, their pass rush since Rousseau went out has been middle of the pack. I mean, it was like a number one. They were second in pressure percentage, first in pass rush win rate when they had all their guys. They've been 19th over the last month. In, in, you know, around there in both of those categories. And that was with Von Miller. So if both of those guys can't play, we also saw Mac Jones' best performance of the season. He was 9 of 13 for 220 yards on passes 10-plus yards downfield against Minnesota with two touchdowns, no interceptions on those balls, 17 yards per attempt, by far his best game. If he has time against Buffalo, I'm not, he's not going to repeat that, I don't think. But Buffalo's, you know, missing guys in the secondary still. They did get Trey White back, but... Five and a half points on the road for the Bills is a lot, I think. Um, even as bad as the Patriots' offense has looked for most of the year, I think they, they, they needed that bye week as well against Minnesota. So I, I would lean that direction on a, on a short turnaround Thursday game. I think it's a little bit too many points for the Bills to be late. All right, that was a Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Hey, Brad was right about the commanders. They are coming around now. Um, this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next... Man, paying the price, USC, I think they did the right thing with Lincoln Riley, and it is paying off. We'll get into some college football after this.